episode 833. As training camp opens, the rookie defenders for the Green Bay Packers find themselves awfully banged up. Chris Barrier of NBC26 in Green Bay gives us an update. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Carvu, and today we're talking about the rookie Green Bay Packers and the start of training camp in Green Bay. To do that, we're joined by a guest on the phone. We're joined by Chris Barrier of NBC26 in Green Bay. Mr. Barrier, how are you doing this morning? Doing well, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. We're glad to have you on the show. Uh, having myself missed the beginning of training camp, Chris, you'll be catching me up on what's been happening as much as our listeners. And we have lots of questions about the rookie defenders of the Green Bay Packers, starting with top draft pick Kevin King, who missed practice on Tuesday. Chris, what's the latest on him? Yeah, King, uh, he still showed up to practice. He was He was out there without pads, which is overall a good sign. You know, I mean, it wasn't like he was back rehabbing somewhere. Uh, it appears to be a shoulder injury, and it, and it looks minor. Um, he was still doing some stretching before practice. He was still kind of participating in the discussion portions of things. So it, it appears that it, uh, it's, it's going to be minor, which is a good thing because all of a sudden you got three of the 2017 draft picks sitting out all on the defensive side of the ball. And it's still early, and this is the time of the year you need those guys to be in taking reps because you're trying to get all of them caught up to speed with the rest of the team. So it's a valuable time to be sitting out, but hopefully for King it's going to be short-lived. Yeah, uh, I think there's just a lot of attention on the top draft pick of the Green Bay Packers, but hopefully it is nothing more than just a bump in the road here. Uh, Chris, uh, let's also discuss third-round draft pick Montrevious Adams, who is reportedly out multiple weeks can you discuss how this is going to hinder his development? Sure. And just like with King, I mean, this is the time that you need those guys to really be in and taking reps. And the thing with Montrevious is he's yet to take any reps in full pads. You know, he, he went down with his injury uh, when it was still just walkthroughs with, with um, helmets and T-shirts. So for a guy like that, that's crucial. And it's a huge loss. And you could tell, you know, Coach McCarthy was talking about it and he said, it's really unfortunate. It is a pretty good setback. Uh, he did undergo successful surgery on his foot. Uh, so multiple weeks is the continued term used here. I don't know what that specifies. If that means two, three, four, five, well, who knows? But, uh, yeah, that's not good because now's the time that you want those young guys to get in the trenches with the vets and really start hitting and, uh, and, and really start to develop their, you know, professional style of play so that is a big setback but um hopefully multiple means shorter than longer for him as well yeah thanks for putting that into perspective in terms of not getting those full pads reps yet that's too bad for a young guy like Adams who sure could use them but Chris I'm also curious about the guys on the pup list cornerback Dimitri Goodson and particularly rookie linebacker Vince Beagle when do you think we'll see them back well, Beagle is starting to 
show face a little bit more here and there uh, as training camp has gone on. I think he's probably a week or two away, which is a good sign. He's he's going to be back soon. Uh, Goodson's still battling that ACL injury from last year. That's tough. And, uh, you know, he hasn't really done much walkthrough yet. He's He's been around. He's been in good spirits, been laughing and joking with the other guys. Problem for a guy like Goodson, there's a lot of competition now at the cornerback and, and everywhere in the in the secondary. So the more he misses time, the more he just starts to fall and slide farther down that depth chart because other guys are stepping up in that position and really starting to show themselves. So that's tough. Uh, as for Beagle, you know, he's still looking at a, you know, looking behind um, Perry in, in the depth chart at the linebacker spot. So he's, he's still got himself solidified in that number two role, and I don't think he'll miss too much more time. But Goodson, that's more of a concern because he starts to fall by the wayside a little bit here. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, so, Chris, you know, with all these rookie defenders sitting out in practice, you know, it, who's been seeing the increased competition and repetitions in their absence during practice time? Yeah, so the interesting thing, if you look at a guy like Beagle, no one's really taking more of his time away because the linebacker spot is is an interesting place right now in Green Bay, especially the middle linebacker spot. It's guys like Martinez and, and you know, Tripp. Those are the guys that are actually losing more time in practice, and they're still out there. It's because the Packers are starting to roll out more of their sub-package designs where you're bringing one of those safeties down into that middle linebacker spot, and they're rolling that about 80% of the time that they're running through defensive drills. They're 80% of the time taking out that middle linebacker spot, which really hurts, you know, the guys that are actually healthy even more so than the guys like uh, Vince Beagle, who at the outside linebacker is, you know, still getting the repetitions. But that's what I found more interesting than anything is that you're seeing more of the Morgan Burnett and the Josh Jones, those guys taking reps with both the linebacker groups and with the secondary safety groups. So the guys who hurt the most from all of this isn't even the guys that are injured right now. It's, it's the guys in the middle linebacker spot. We're talking to Chris Barrier of NBC26 in Green Bay here at Railbird Central on a Wednesday morning. Uh, Chris, uh, speaking of rookie defenders, uh, Josh Jones, has the second-round safety been as good as advertised? Because it it sure seems like he's turning heads at training camp and, and in fact, recently shared that he's got a new son on the way by IC. Yeah, you know, as good as advertised, or I'd say even better. Uh, the guy is the real deal. Uh, and, you know, it's one thing when people talk about his size and talk about the intimidation factor or, or whatever back at NC State, but when you see the guy come out in full pads, he's a house. He's a big dude, and he likes to hit. I mean, he absolutely lit up Malachi Dupree in practice a couple days ago on the first uh, full pads practice. And, and it was kind of mixed feelings, right? I mean, uh, Richard Rogers, the tight end Richard Rogers, kind of took exception to it in the drill. He came over and he kind of got in Josh's face. But as a coaching staff, you kind of look at that and, you know, maybe on the surface you say, you know, you, you can point your finger and say, hey, don't hit so hard. But deep down, you know, you know McCarthy and his staff are smiling, saying this is, what, this is what we wanted from the guy. We want a guy who comes in here and, and acts like just an angry bull and can hit hard. And that's what he's done so far in practice. What's going to be interesting for me, I want to see how he's going to perform once we actually have some, some preseason games, uh, you know, a chance to put him in a game-like situation. Can he be an impact player, whether it's in that hybrid role of you know, playing the high linebacker spot or whether it's in the traditional safety spot? 
because the biggest concern for a guy like him is that sometimes he overbites, right? If you got a guy who's that hungry and that eager to hit, that's the kind of guy that can get burned a little bit too easily, maybe on a play action, maybe on a deep route, or on a missed read on coverage. So that's what I'm interested to see is can Josh Jones adjust and and focus his energy in a way that he's not going to overcommit and, and get burned deep. And the only way that we're going to see that is once we start seeing some game action. Yeah, thanks for giving the specific examples of what's happening in practice. Um, Chris, uh, you know, one of the reasons that drew me to reaching out to you in the first place is uh, the report you had on tight end Martellus Bennett dropping out of practice. I mean, this now dates back to last week, but you seem to be the first to report it. Can, can you tell us the story there? Were, were you one of the few to see it happen? And then can you give us the follow-up on this seemingly minor injury? Sure. You know, at that point, the, the Packers were all kind of split off into just fundamental groups. So there was, they were, they were spread pretty well across the field in, in different groups. And Bennett was working, uh, the tight ends were all working with the quarterbacks. They were just running simple routes. And yeah, I happened to just be over there at that time. And, uh, you know, I was getting some footage of Bennett and, and, uh, all of a sudden he ran a route and, and he clearly tweaked something and he, and he just started to kind of hobble. And then he, and then he plopped down on the field and, and there was, you know, there's still a handful of fans or, or whoever else that was over there watching as well. And you can just kind of hear a collective, almost a sigh. And then everybody just was holding their breath because at first you didn't know, right? You never know when something happens like that. And Marty's a big guy. He's had some ankle injuries in the past, not for a while now. It's been a few years since his ankles have given him issues. But a tight end position like that is is a vulnerable position, and, and he's such a key part of that offense this year and a huge addition that when you see a big guy like that go down, it's scary at first. So, yeah, you know, I, I happened to be there at the right time and reported on it, and it, and it definitely blew up for, for a couple minutes there. Marty was able to get up uh, with the help of a couple training staff members. He hobbled over, went inside the facility, uh, reemerged, and re um you know, jumped back into drills for a couple drills. Clearly, something was bothering him, so he went back over to the injury uh, to the um, training staff. This time, he stayed out, went over on the table, had his ankle taped up pretty good. Uh, took a few minutes and then got back out there. So he tweaked something, but but in the end, he did uh, continue to participate and finish practice. And since then, you know, he's just had some tape on his ankle, I guess for precautionary reasons, and and he seems to be fine. But yeah, it was a it was a big sigh of relief when he came back out because that's a guy that, especially in you know before action even starts, you don't want to see him get hurt. The tight end position is so vulnerable to begin with, so uh, it was it was definitely good to see him come back out. But but a scary moment for a couple seconds there. Yeah, it's definitely good news from the Packers fan perspective after the team invested so much into him during the off season to see him go down one of the first few training camps is definitely a scary moment. Uh, but glad to hear that he appears to be okay, all things considered. Um, uh, Chris, apart from his injury, can can you tell us your reaction to Martellus Bennett's personality as you've gotten to know him now during training camp? Because you know he gained some attention for uh, a few memorable incidents such is sleeping on the locker room floor and wearing a cheese head in his first training camp interview. These have kind of stood out to me. There is no one in that locker room more fun to talk to than Martellus Bennett. He is an absolute character, and and it's good for the locker room. You know, I mean, the Packers sometimes get a rep for being uh, a bit too of a, you know, 
modest team, not enough character, not enough personality in there. And Bennett comes in there and just absolutely blossoms his personality. And what, what is great about it is that it rubs off on other guys. You know, I mean, him and a guy like um, Mike Daniels really play off of each other really well. And everybody just, especially this time of year when there's maybe some nerves or some angst for guys trying to, you know, make spots and make roster spots, jobs are on the line. A guy like Marty's presence really just helps everybody else kind of relax and play their game. And, yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, the first training camp interview that he gave, you know, he made sure to go put his cheese hat on. He says he wears the cheese head around the facility from time to time just to show everybody that he's all in, that he's he's immersed himself in the culture. And he wanted to make sure everybody knew that he didn't just – he wasn't just given the cheese head. He went out and he bought it like a, like a true fan would. Uh, it, just everything. I mean, the guy, he, you know, just yesterday he was wearing a SpongeBob – uh, San Francisco Giants, uh, like replica jersey. Where do you, I go? Where do you get that? And he goes, "You just gotta know people." And I'm like, "I know some people. I don't know anybody that owns one of those." <laughs> so he's just a really funny presence. But but also important to note is, you know, we were talking to Aaron Rodgers about him, and he said, you know, Marty Marty's a guy that, yeah, he's gonna show up and he's gonna he's gonna give you all those fun little you know, stories or whatever, but in the end of the day, he still does his work, and he doesn't miss a beat, and he's just as prepared, if not more prepared, than anybody on this team. And I, I believe Rogers was saying, he said, you know, whether he gets seven hours of sleep at home or whether he's up all night drawing pictures and watching Nickelodeon, he's going to come to practice, and he's going to work hard, and he's going to make a difference. So it's good to know that it it's, uh, could be a distraction, but it's, it's a healthy distraction at that. <laughs> that's good that's good Chris uh, one last question then before we let you go and in an open-ended question here if if you had to say the one player that has most stood out to you so far during training camp who would that be well you know a good thing is that there isn't maybe just one it depends on the day each day a different guy is rising to the occasion which is what you want to see this time of year but as a whole I'm going to take the Packers secondary and maybe the leader of that, you know, maybe haha Clinton Dix, I'll, I'll say. Because, let's face it, the Packers' secondary in the past has, has received a lot of criticism, and, and they kind of got lit up last year against Atlanta. That might be, you know, if you want to give a sole reason for losing the game, you might blame it on them. Granted, there was a lot of injuries, so you can't necessarily blame individual people. But I'm telling you, between the corners and the safeties, there's a tip on their shoulder Guys like Demarius Randall are coming out and they're saying, we got stuff to prove, and, and we're mad. But we're mad about it. They want to be better, so it's good to see the compete level is really, really high in that position. And HaHa Clinton Dix is one of the leaders. You know, last year he had such a breakout year, um, and, and I think you're going to see him just pick up right where he left off. He's in great shape. Uh, he's more vocal this year. He's in great spirits, and, he, and he's leading by example for a lot of these young guys because there's a lot of young talent, like you said, between King and Jones in the secondary. When you got guys like HaHa Clinton-Dixon ahead of you, uh, that's a good sign. That's somebody that you can follow, and uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do in the secondary for the Packers this season. Me too. Chris, uh, thank you so much for giving your perspective this morning here at Cheesehead TV's Railbird Central. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, with with family night coming up this weekend, are you playing a role on that broadcast as the NBC affiliates take over? You know, believe it or not, I'm actually going to be hopping on a plane tomorrow and heading back home. I'm the best man in, uh, in my high school's best <laughs> friend wedding, so... 
if there's one if there's one excuse to get out of family night, I think I found it. But other than that, you better believe I would have been there. So <laughs> I will not be there this week. <laughs> we we can't fault you, but Chris, uh, looking forward to uh, the rest of your coverage on the Packers season moving forward. Then thank you so much for being with us and uh, take care. All right. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Chris Barrier of NBC26 in Green Bay joining us here at Railbird Central on a Wednesday morning. Glad to have him join us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. What the hell's going on out here? I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment and my commentary on it. Uh, although Kevin King sat out his first practice of the year due to injury on Tuesday, he was still reportedly in attendance at Tuesday practice, as Chris Barrier alluded to. He was watching on the sidelines, and it's an apparently a shoulder injury that's keeping him sidelined for the time being. How severe is this injury? Obviously, any time a player is missing practice, that's not a good thing. But I know if Cheesehead TV's own Aaron Nagler, of course now with Packers.News.com too, uh, it would appear that King's injury is not very serious. Hopefully it's merely a precautionary thing that he's sitting out a day here and with with a day off from practice on Wednesday, King will kind of have that extra day of rest. Uh, It sure would be nice to see him return on Thursday in time to prepare for the upcoming family night practice this weekend. Uh, You know, it'd be nice to see him out there in front of the Lambeau Field crowd for the first time, getting those jitters out of the way and, and practicing in that loud team environment. But we'll have to wait and see whether that's in the cards or not. Um, you know, for the time being, it appears as if, and again, you know, I wasn't there myself. We're relying on reports out of practice. The starting lineup for the Green Bay Packers in the secondary had Devon House and Quentin Rollins at the perimeter cornerback spots with Demarius Randall, the former first round draft pick, manning one of the slot cornerback positions. Uh, but as I've heard, you know, it's it's kind of shuffled throughout training camp. Ladarius Gunter has been in there at times as one of the starting cornerbacks. Um, and, and Kevin King had been previously, too, which was, you know, really good to see for the Packers' top draft pick this year that despite missing all that time that he did during the offseason program when he, by rule, couldn't practice because, you know, he had... The school where he, you know, came out of Washington was on the quarter system. And, you know, again, that we can save that debate for another day, whether that's good or not. And we did debate it plenty on the show uh, during the months of May and June. But anyway, uh, you know, King, hopefully just a relatively minor setback. And, you know, from all indications, you know, it, it wouldn't seem to be anything serious. I haven't. Haven't heard of it being serious. We'll say that. Things could change at a moment's notice. So keep your fingers crossed, I guess is what we'll say for now. Also on Tuesday, Packers head coach Mike McCarthy confirmed rookie defensive lineman Montrevious Adams underwent surgery and will remain out, quote, multiple weeks, end quote, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network earlier reported that Adams was likely to have a screw inserted into his foot to repair a stress fracture, so that's a good assumption of what happened there. 
Similar to King, ideally Adams isn't injured at all, but if there's a silver lining here, it's it's better that he's injured now than in season, I mean the regular season. Uh, the question now is precisely how long he'll be out. Will it be for the remainder of training camp? If so, that would mean he wouldn't play in any of the valuable preseason games where he'd face you know, valuable uh, uh, NFL competition in a game environment, which would give the Packers a good gauge on whether he'd be ready to contribute when the season starts. You know, Ian Rappaport gave a timeline of six weeks, although the team hopes it'll be less. Again, we'll have to see. Uh, If you were to believe fellow defensive lineman and veteran Ricky Jean-Francois, he called Adams, quote, pretty special, end quote, in an article published by Tom Silverstein of PackersNews.com this week. And, 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 you know, makes me think, could could Adams have really been ready to contribute as early as week one? I mean, it's it's tough to say now, but, you know, that seems unlikely. Um, the good news is that the Packers have pretty good depth to overcome the loss of Adams in the short term. Uh, that's one reason why they went out and signed Jean-Francois in free agency. And, and word out of Green Bay is that second-year defensive lineman Dean Lowry has also been practicing as an interior rusher in training camp so far, something he didn't do a ton of last season, sticking more of to a base end position, not to say he didn't do it ever. Uh, but if Lowry is able to build on his rookie season and Mike McCarthy had some words of praise for Lowry as well during his press conference that, you know, then that helps overcome this temporary loss of Montrevious Adams. Um, you know, considering Vince Beagle now, of course, he remains on the pup list and you'd assume that he'll be ready uh, to come off that list at some point during training camp and how soon that will be, we can only speculate. And again, the the good news with Beagle and all these injured rookie defenders, best case scenario, they'll all be ready by the time the regular season starts. So, I mean, in from that perspective, and if that happens, that's a good thing. Um, you know, with Vince Beagle, it's, you know, allowing more of the backup outside linebackers for the time being to get more reps. Guys like J. Roan Elliott and Kyler Fackrell, guys who are backing up the presumed starters, Nick Perry and Clay Matthews. So uh, they'll be counted upon, you know, especially early a lot more. Uh, Vince, Vince Beagle, hopefully, you know, as time goes on, he'll return at some point in training camp Hopefully he'll get a game or two at least under his belt of the preseason. So he's got a little bit of exposure before the, you know, the real action starts in week one. Um, You have to imagine the Packers aren't going to rely on him heavily on week one, whereas they'll go with these guys who have NFL experience already in a regular season atmosphere, uh, you know, like Elliott and Fackrell to back up and, and, you know, give a breather to Nick Perry and Clay Matthews. So obviously they're not going to play huge roles or you don't expect them to at least, but guys who can still have a big impact on the Packers defense from a pass rush perspective, 
you know, when they get their opportunity. So kind of some of the injury issues and, you know, the, the fallout from that and, and the dominoes that are falling and how that impacts the Packers team. Hopefully I've caught you up on that a little bit. In other injury news, that's a little more under the radar because it didn't happen to a big-name player or a draft pick for that matter. But cornerback Herb Waters, he appears to have re-aggravated a shoulder injury that forced him to miss a good portion of the offseason program, which is unfortunate. Apparently in one of the first training camp practices, this happened again. And if there's any player that could really use the practice reps, it's a guy like Waters who's already behind the eight ball, having switched from the wide receiver position, which he previously played in college and I think tried him out there first when he first signed with the Packers as a rookie last season. And, you know, so far the Packers are showing patience with Waters. You know, they could easily release him at this time of year with an injury settlement and and just move on for a guy that's a developmental project at best. And, you know, especially considering they've already got injury issues to Dimitri Goodson, who's on the pup list, and and Kevin King, uh, their top draft pick. I mean, these guys are going to get, you know, even longer leashes, so... Uh, could show that the Packers really kind of, you know, want to see what he's got when he's healthy, and hopefully this shoulder issue of his subsides fairly soon, uh, so he can get back out there. And you know, he didn't he didn't have the opportunity to go on the pup list, you know, where the Packers could be especially cautious, if especially if it were to linger into the regular season or something like that. Uh, so hopefully, you know, again. Keep your fingers crossed for a guy like Herb Waters who really needs uh, the practice reps. You know, there seems to be plenty of good training camp battles going on. Uh, You know, if social media is any indication, there's some interesting things going on at both the running back and wide receiver positions. It seems to me I'm drawn to those battles more than anything else or see people discussing them. I don't know if it's just the the factor that those are the fantasy football positions and the ones people are wondering about more than any other. Um, But regardless, uh, some interesting stuff going on there. But that'll be a topic for another day. We've got plenty of training camp left and plenty more episodes of Railbird Central, uh, despite missing the the first couple practices as we've been, uh, took a brief hiatus here. So uh, glad to be back and we'll move on with the final segment of our show for which I don't have an audio clip the day ahead today. But practice on Tuesday in Green Bay concluded the portion of training camp where the Packers practiced in the morning. Uh, That was five straight practices starting at 8.15 a.m. local time. And now they shift to the evening as the team prepares to get ready for Saturday's family night and the rest of the preseason. Practice resumes on Thursday at 6.15 p.m. local time. Uh, So you can see the Packers are getting the players' body clocks ready for when they'll be playing games during the exhibition season. You know, during the regular season, a lot of noon kickoffs and things like that. During the preseason, lots of evening kickoffs, in fact, almost exclusively. Uh, In the interim, though, uh, even though there won't be any practice on Wednesday to talk about, 
There will be a couple press conferences taking place in Green Bay. Starting at noon central time, the Packers on their own website list, Edgar Bennett, the team's offensive coordinator, Ron Zook, the special teams coordinator, and the Packers' defensive assistants is having their conferences streamed online at Packers.com. Those will be followed by General Manager Ted Thompson. Uh, To my knowledge, his first press conference at training camp, and if history is any indication, what will be a weekly occurrence in the month of August. So that'll be the main source of news coming out of Green Bay on Wednesday. So that's what you can look forward to today, and that's what you can actually watch online, streaming online for free at Packers.com when it takes place. I I think the Thompson press conference is slated to start at 1.30 p.m. following uh, the coaches. So there you go, folks. That's what's happening on the foreseeable horizon in the world of the Green Bay Packers and uh, those things that we know are going to be happening. Of course, uh, the unforeseen uh, reports can always come out as well, but uh, that's not something I can prepare you for. So we'll see if any of that happens And now this uh flurry of activity it seems like we spend a lot of time in the off season talking about uh you know simply speculating and talking about what's going to happen and now it's actually happening which is a good thing to be talking about what's going on between the lines once again uh in a meaningful environment now that you know practice for the regular season and the the 2017 season has now begun so good to be back talking some football uh, and that'll do it for today's show of Railbird Central. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us today. Thank you to Chris Barrier of NBC26 for being our guest, getting us caught up on what's happened since the opening of Packers training camp last week and uh, getting ready now for Packers Family Night coming up this upcoming weekend. We'll talk about that more on Friday's episode of Railbird Central. In fact, already got our next guest lined up. We're going to be having Lance Allen of the uh, NBC affiliate in Milwaukee talking to us. He's got a big role in the Packers Family Night broadcast as the NBC affiliates take over the production of that this year for the first time. So it'd be interesting to get his perspective on that and his thoughts on the beginning of Packers training camp as well. So you have that to look forward to on Friday. And uh, Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's a live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. We'll see you later, folks. Have a good Wednesday. We'll talk to you in just two more days from now. Uh, I leave you today with a song called So Far From Home by the String Cheese Incident on Psy Fidelity Records. See you later, everyone. Go, pack, go.